We know that support for your favorite podcast comes in tons of different ways. For some, the only way they can or want to support us is with the basic stuff. Tuning into the podcast weekly, sending us valuable information on Teams, or just spreading the word about the podcast. And all those things are amazing. We really appreciate all those things, but we can't pay the bills with those. On November 16th, we are launching our Patreon for the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. This will give you guys an opportunity to support us financially while also gaining access to exclusive content that will only be available on Patreon. Check out our link tree on any of our social media platforms and just go look at the Patreon for yourself. You're going to love it. Don't miss out on your chance to join the Arizona Small Ball Army. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else, because Honestly, Arizona Small Balls is better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. We're super excited you guys are back with us for another week. Reyes is here with me as always, and I, we can't tell you guys how excited we are to give you guys our top 10 for the 1A. And before we get into any of that, we want to just give you a quick reminder. If you're not subscribed, if you're not following the podcast, go back, subscribe and follow whatever platform you're listening to. Write us a review, leave us some feedback. And like we said last time, as always, just spread the word about the podcast. Tell as many people as you can so that way Arizona Small Bowl gets as much coverage as possible. Reyes, I know you're excited to get into the 1A. 1A is coming up right now. Uh, Reyes, do you think we're going to agree or disagree a lot with the 1A? Because we haven't even really talked about our legitimate top 10 for the 1A. We've talked a little bit. I think for these next couple episodes, our top 10 list is going to be a lot different. And I think there's going to be a little bit of bickering for the both of us. A little bit of bickering. Friendships will be ruined during this episode, boys <laughs> and girls. <laughs> yeah, for our, what, I think we have like five female listeners or something for like our that. Five, for our 1.9%. Yeah, it's, it's more than five, but it's like 1.9 or maybe 2% female. For you guys, we're not leaving you out, okay? But we're going to get into our 1A with the top 10. We were trying to decide how to organize this top 10 in the preseason. We were going to just kind of do 3A, 2A, 1A all in one episode, but we're going to split this thing up into three episodes, starting with the 1A today. So you guys are getting three episodes this week. Today, we're dropping the 1A. Wednesday, we're going to drop the 2A. And then Friday, we're going to drop the 3A. The 1A is coming up next. But first, check this out. All right, so let's talk about our top 10 for the 1A. You mentioned this before we even hopped on the podcast, and I wasn't even thinking about this. There's a lot of teams from last year that didn't lose a whole lot. That is true, but you also got to think about this. Two teams left the 1A that were in the state championship game, so that kind of leaves it pretty – Not I want to say wide open, but a lot of 1A teams actually have a chance – I shouldn't even say a chance, but there's a, there's up for grabs right now. You know what I mean? I would agree with that, yeah. Yeah, so Tempe Prep and Malik, they're both in the 2A now, and so that kind of leaves, you know, like I said, our top 10 that we think have a chance to compete for a 1A state title. And I got to tell you, too, before we even start talking about these guys, 
I'm super excited about some of these players. I mean, I'm thinking about off the top of my head, Vince Edwards. I'm thinking about Kyson Owens. I'm thinking about Tito Calderon. You know who that is. Uh, there's just a lot of really good players here. Uh, North Valley has got some great kids. Sequoia Charter. We don't really know what to expect from them, but we know they're going to be competitive. The one is going to be really, really good. We're excited about it. We're going to start with number 10. I'll kick it off. Okay. Okay. So for number 10, I got Lincoln Prep coming in. Uh, they are, do you have Lincoln Prep in your top 10? Yeah, I have Lincoln Prep. I have him somewhere else. So I'll let you go and then. Okay, I got you. So for, for my number 10 spot, I got Lincoln Prep. And I really like how they're coached. Coach Foshi does an amazing job. I've mentioned that before. I know they got some younger players, but I'm really excited to see how they're going to step into that role. I got Lincoln Prep, and I for sure got them winning their region. I think they're going to win their region. No, I agree with you. Um, but you I'll, agree with me they're going to win their region? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to write you down on that. Don't write me down. But <laughs> I agree with what you said. Like, even though they did lose a little bit, um, I think their younger players are actually going to be ready to step up. So I think it'll be pretty exciting for them in the 1A. Uh, I'll tell you where I have them later because I actually have them a little bit higher hmm. than number 10. But I guess if we're going for number 10, my number 10 is your fighting frog, Salome. You got him at number 10? I got him at number 10. I didn't know you had him at number 10. I have them at number 10. They're, they are in my top 10. So is this a genuine top a 10? A genuine top 10. Okay. All right. You know, you you sold me on them. I, I'm not saying I wasn't a believer, Salome. So when you guys are listening to this, I do love you guys. But the way Jeff, he doesn't love you enough, though, not as much as I do. The way that Jeff hyped you guys up sometimes, I just it's hard to tell, you know. <laughs> but like I said, like what you said about Tito and a couple other players they got bringing back. And like I said the coach, he does a pretty good job with them and they're not really losing a lot. So, I mean, they're going to be really competitive. I know they had a pretty good season last year. I think they won like over 20, 20 games, right? 20 games. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you have a pretty tough team in that one in the Fighting Frogs, of which I believe, even though they're in my top 10, they could also be like my dark horse. Oh, I'll put them in the dark horse conversation. Okay, I like that. Cause I was, after I was thinking about it a little bit, I was like, okay, like they do have the weapons, especially in the one a to actually compete against some of these, mm-hmm. you know, I shouldn't say better schools, but like more well-known schools that are usually competing for a one, a state title in the one, a conference. Right. Right. Well, and that's what I was, you know, thinking about Lincoln prep, they did lose some massive players thinking going back to my number 10, they lost some big scoring, you know, uh, Meldrum about 10 points a game croon at 16 points a game, you know, like they lost some key players, but I think they're going to have enough young kids coming up and good coaching that they're going to be able to compete with the tools that they have with the one a, you know? So I think that's kind of what you're getting at. And I think that's true. I, I really like Salome. You, what do you mean by dark horse? Why don't you tell our listeners what you mean by dark horse? So a dark horse, like I'm pretty sure we all kind of know, but a dark horse is a team that's not, it's like, they're almost like overlooked. And I'm not saying I'm overlooking Salome, but I'm saying I'm overlooking Salome. Hmm. So pretty much is like a lot of teams are probably not going to really be thinking about Salome, even competing for a state title this year. Let's hmm. be honest. And so I believe that, that they have the pieces to do so and they'll be able to sneak up on some teams. I think they're going to get some pretty good big wins, you know, in the season. And I think they'll be knocking on that door come playoffs. I have never been happier than right now listening to you hype up the frogs like this. This is awesome. And so since I'm hyping up the frogs, you guys better send me merch. <laughs> I want fighting frog shirts. I, I would wear that every day, probably. I love it. Okay, so let's move on to number nine. For number nine, I got Cicero Prep. And they're in the same region as Lincoln Prep, if I'm remembering right. Correct. And uh, I, I like uh, Cicero Prep a lot. I think they're going to be very competitive in their region. And really, when you look at their roster, they literally only lost one kid. 
And the kid who they lost didn't look like much of an impact player. They lost two kids. I'm sorry. But these kids that they lost weren't massive impact players. Here's the thing. And I know you're probably going to mention this because I think you have Cicero Prep on your top 10 as well. I So I guess I, I'll just say this too, just so we save the time. I have Cicero Prep at number nine too as well. I'm oh, sure. do you really? Yeah, so I have Cicero Ooh. Prep at number nine. So I guess that's our similarity right there. That's so good. pretty much I'm pretty sure what you're going to say is I'm pretty much going to be piggybacking off of what Jeff said. So no, go ahead, you take it. Well, I only, you know, you say, you know, they didn't really lose any significant players mm-hmm. or anything like that. And they're bringing back two of their top scores in Miller and Yurkowski. Yurkowski, uh, your cow. I want to say Kowski, but there's I no feel like I feel like it's probably Kowski, but I'm going to say Yurkowski. And he's only a, he's going to be a junior this year. And mm-hmm. then Miller's going to be a senior this year. And they both average 18 and 17. So, I mean, with that kind of duo, especially in the 1A averaging that, it's going to be a pretty tough team to stop, especially. So I like Cicero Prep's chances in this one. And as I said, that's why I have him at number nine. I'm not getting too crazy on the hype or anything like that, but I think they'll be a pretty solid team overall. And like I said, come playoffs, you never know what could happen. And don't think about, or don't forget about Allway too. He's going to be a senior this year. He averaged 12 points a game last season. So, I mean, you got to believe that they've gotten better. You got to believe that they're improving. It's just going to be a lot of fun to watch them compete in this region. Man, them up against Lincoln Prep. Lincoln Prep's going to have their, their work cut out for him against Yeah, them, they're you know? going to have their hands full. And like I said, from we've played Cicero Prep in the summer, and I've we obviously you know we watched their games and whatnot. And one thing I can really say is that they have their players playing so hard and everything like that. They just so, compete at a really high level. At a very high level, especially. So, I mean, if they're able to sustain that energy on the defensive end, like I said, defense wins games and defense wins championships. And so um, I'm just going to go with Cicero Prep. I don't know. I can't say who's going to win that region, actually. But I I, have, I like Cicero Prep's chances against Lincoln Prep, mm-hmm. to be honest. But Coach Foshi, you know, he does a pretty good job. So it'll be interesting to see come region playoffs. Because don't, don't the 1A usually have region playoffs? I think it depends. Because yeah. I know some of them do. Like, I always get tournament. mixed up with I that. Know, cause like, only, I know some regions do region tournaments, some don't. So, yeah. I mean, it just kind of depends. Yeah, no, I, regardless, this region's going to be a lot of fun. Cicero Prep, Lincoln Prep going up against each other. That's going to be cool. And yeah, so that's our number nine or 10 and nine. Let's go to number eight, the fighting frogs, Salome. I really love Salome a lot. They literally return all of their major impact players that they had from last year. They only lost one kid, two kids, but they weren't massive impact players. Their main kids are back. They had a 20 and 10 season last year. Most all of their losses came to bigger schools. And when they went to their like actual conference games, they competed really, really well, and you just kept seeing improvement throughout them. So what I'm looking for is for these explosive electric guards from Salome to really take that next step, right? To not just be tough off the dribble, but to really lead their team into, you know, not, not just making the playoffs because they're going to make the playoffs. I really, I, I would, I would bet money on that. I'd bet my son on that. But I shouldn't say that. I've been betting on Lou way too much lately. You've been betting on Lou, and guess what, guys? <laughs> if the debt collector came, Lou would be taking away the first bet. Hey, no, you know what? That's how much faith they have, though. So what I'm looking for, though, is for Tito Calderon and Castillo. I'm looking for them to really make a massive jump this season. They're not by themselves. You know, they've got uh, Armenta, who's coming back as a junior. And they've got, you know, they just got some other good, like, role players, like Alvarez, that are coming back. And I, I really like them. The The thing that I really want to see them take another step in is, is shooting. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a huge key for them moving forward because when you got guards that are really electric and they're able to beat teams off the dribble, 
when teams start to pack the paint and start to really load in that zone, you got to be able to shoot a little bit. And I just, I could see them doing it, but I want to also say this Tito Calderon, he went to a AZ prep showcase. He won the MVP over there. So the kid's getting better. He's been playing all summer. I'm really excited to see them at number eight. So it's kind of funny that you had Salome at eight and I had Salome at 10 because at eight, I have Lincoln prep. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So it's kind of flip flop. And like I said, we already kind of mentioned about Lincoln prep. The only reason why I have him really at eight is because I guess I like coach Foch. I think he's a good, a great job, you know, doing what he does with his kids. Uh, we obviously don't know if he's brought in any, any incoming freshmen or if they got any transfers or we don't know what they have, but even with the young core, I know he's going to do a pretty good job developing them and getting them ready for the season. I just like what he has going on in that system. And I think, come the season, stuff like that, his team will be ready to grit and grind. And I just don't think from what I've seen from Salome is the lack of inconsistency. And so mm. I, just want, I really just kind of want to see Salome be more, a little bit more consistent. And that's why I didn't have him at eight. Cause honestly, it was, like I said, it was going to be the same. If it, it, Salome could have been eight for me, but like I said, I just need to see a little bit more consistency. Yeah, even, I feel that. And even with Lincoln prep too, but I'm saying as far as like who's shown more as far as, especially like last year, you know, Lincoln prep did a little bit, just a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I remember vividly, Lincoln Prep ran some great sets. And I remember I, I posted one on Twitter and it was like our most views that we had on Twitter. Like I it was crazy. So yeah, it was really good. It was just a simple like pass to the strong side and then weak side and then reverse it. And then it was like an on ball screen and then all the way to the corner. And it just, you know, it got that two, three defense off. And it was it was really good. So yeah, I really like that at number eight. Who do you got at number seven? Ooh. So for number seven, it's actually kind of interesting that we were literally just talking about this before we hopped on the pod. For number seven, I actually have El Capitan. Is it Capitan? Or Capitan? I think it's El Capitan. El Capitan. I have them at number seven. And I know that sounds crazy because they're not, I mean, they lost like what, three seniors, I believe. Mm. But they bring back, you know, they bring back Barlow, well, the Barlow brothers, you know. One's a junior, one is a freshman, so I guess technically senior, sophomore. Mm-hmm. And then they're bringing back home, who averaged 15 points for them. So, I mean, like, El Capitan's bringing back a little bit of firepower for them. They're going to have some scoring. What's the – how much are they averaging between those three kids? Oh, uh, let's see. So, Barlow's averaging 10. You have home averaging 15 points. And then their next leading scorer would probably be Hammond, who mm-hmm. is a junior this year. And he was averaging about nine points a game. Mm. And then they had another, oh, wow. Well, the other Barlow left. There was three Barlow brothers. Oh, dang. And like I said, El Capitan had actually had a pretty good season. I think they were like a 20 plus seven, 20 mm-hmm. plus win season. So it's kind of interesting to see. 23 wins. Dang, that's tough. Especially in the 1A, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with them is I like what they're bringing back as far as like fighting, uh, firepower. And then defensively, just from a couple of games that we did see, they were pretty solid defensively. I just don't know if they're ready to take that next step over that hill against like a North Valley or, you know, some of the other, Mm. I shouldn't say top teams in the one a, but when it came to like, you know, playing against some bigger, not bigger schools, but like tougher competition and stuff like that, their losses will show Mm -hmm. like what happened. So, I mean, so yeah, that's kind of, I have him at number seven. I like that for them. I think it's not too low, not too high. I think it's kind of perfect for them. And like I said, I hope they prove me wrong. For all these teams that we have, I hope you guys do prove me wrong, except for the ones I have at number one. I was going to say, you better prove me right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so really good. I will say this. Something that sticks out to me about El Capitan is their their last game against Tempe Prep. Last game against Tempe Prep, they lost 62 to 55. So they, they really started to compete really well at the end of the season. You got these kids coming back. I think that's a great pick. 
after El Capitan. I'll talk about them a little bit because I have them a little bit higher than that. My number seven is the Gregory School. And I'm super excited about the Gregory School. I just love the fact that, like, this kid who is averaging an insane, stupid amount of points is in the 1A. I, I just think that's awesome. And if you've seen film on this kid, there's a misconception about 1A kids that if you're playing in the 1A, you're not very good. You're oh, not very athletic. He can play. The kid can play. He's athletic. He's Isn't tough. He's like 6'4". I think he's about 6'4". Yeah, he's about 6'4". But they got some younger kids coming up, and hopefully they're still going to be able to be competitive. Vince Edwards is going to be a senior. Last year, he ended averaging about 26 points per game, 11 or 12 rebounds a game, 2.2 assists per game, you know, all those things. So, I mean, I, I'm looking for him to have a monstrous senior season. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I, he was leading the whole state of Arizona in scoring for a little bit at the beginning of last season. So I'm really excited about the Gregory School. I like how they're competing. I'm just looking for the reason I'm not 100% sold on the Gregory School I got to see how their young kids are going to get better, how they're going to improve. We, we just have to see more from them. I have to see more from them before I put them a lot higher. So so you had them at seven. So that's funny. So I'm going to go ahead and go with my six because my six is the Gregory School. Okay, gotcha. And the reason why I have them at six is because kind of the various reasons. Even though Vince Edwards, you know, he's a spectacular player. He does a lot of great things for the small ball. You know, he's putting small ball on the map. He does a lot – like. He's tough. He's a tough player overall, but I just got to see what his young core can do. Like I said, he averaged 25 and 11 rebounds, which is a nice stat. But if you look at his assists, he only averaged like two assists a game. Sure. So I know you're always big on the assists. I'm super big on assists. And I'm not I'm not telling these kids that, you know, you need to average eight assists. It'd be nice. But I mean, like, if it shows like college coaches, when they look at that and when they see a kid that's average, like, you know how many kids average 20 points a game, but you know how many kids average like six assists? Not a lot mm. as compared to, you know what I mean? So, I mean, like, I think his challenge will be try to get his team going mm. rather than himself because he knows that he can score the ball now. Yeah. It's it's kind of known. It's def, it's, def, it's uh, definitive. You know what it's I mean? It's a big word. I know. Uh, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> You're a teacher now. It's a big word. I'm helping these kids, man. Do, I do it for the kids. But, um, no, like I said, he can score at will. and He can do – he's a threat, you know, offensively. So, he needs to make his teammates more of a threat too because – if I'm any opposing team and we're playing the Gregory school, I'm just keying in on him. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? I'll just throw doubles if I have to. If he can't get his other teammates to get going and it's just going to be a Vince Edwards show, the Gregory school is not going to go very far. I think if that's the case, I think they're lower than seven. If that's the case. If it's I still think they're top ten, but I think they're lower than seven. If they're if it's, if it's the Vince – and it's not saying that Vince Edwards can't carry his team. It's just – it's a very tough task. And if right. you have pretty good solid players, then why wouldn't you want to get them involved? Mm -hmm. It's not saying he didn't try. It's just, you know, on paper that's what it looks like. And yeah. so I, I think that's his next challenge is, you know, just get his team going and, you know, step into that leadership role and really take the Gregory School back to where it used to be when they were like a number one. Number two, mm -hmm. they were tough like and three they were years really, ago, dude. They were tough, they were legit squads. So, I mean, I think he, I think that school has the capability, but right now, I just haven't seen it. So, I'm curious sure. to see what they're going to be able to bring to the table. Yeah. And I think, too, I'm looking at the Gregory School and their last game last season. They lost to Mojave Accelerated 68 to 54. So, they're competing well, but you have to, you have to imagine that part of the issue was you have Vince Edwards and where's his help at, you know? So I think that's a great thing for coaches from Gregory school. If you're listening to this or Vince Edwards or any players from the Gregory school, teams are going to attack you 
by isolating Vince Edwards and keeping him away from the ball? How can you get your other teammates involved and be more of a complete team than just, you know, the Vince Edwards show? Well, and that's the thing. So if you look at their schedule, I mean, they like said, Duncan was a very, you know, prob- like a problematic team. You know I mean? They took a lot of teams to the wire. They, you know, beat a couple of big schools, not big schools, but big teams in the 1A. Mm-hmm. The Gregory School lost to them twice. And they like said, they lost them out. They drop, you know, I mean, they're dropping, you know, games to some of these tougher teams. They lost one to Desert Christian. So, I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, he, Vince Edwards probably went off that game. But it's like, if you're sure. not producing, like, what are you doing to impact winning? That's the whole thing about these mm. kids when we're talking about, it. like, what are you doing to impact winning? Mm. If you're not winning, no one really cares. No. You know what I mean? Like, we can talk about how great a player is all they want. But if they, their team hasn't done anything, like, you know, it's a team sport. So, yeah. Go play golf. <laughs> Go play golf. Go swim. <laughs> Well, swimming, isn't that a team sport? Is it? I thought it was more like individual. I don't know. I don't think it's really even a sport, so it's fine. Dang, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. If you are swimmers, attack Jeff. (laughs) Okay, let's just move on to number six, okay? For number six, you had the Gregory School, you said, right? Yeah, for number six, I had the Gregory School. Okay, so for number six, I've got Hayden, and I'm real excited about Hayden. I really like them. Reyes just had a big reaction, which is interesting to me. But I'm really excited about Hayden. They got a lot of scoring coming back, a lot of firepower coming back. Notably, they got Castillo coming back, who's going to be a senior. Average 19 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, um, two steals per game. Uh, I mean, the kid kind of did it all. Really, really tough kid. He's got some help, too. You got Garner, who's a junior, coming back, 13 points a game. Elvira, who's going to be a senior, 11.3 points a game. And uh, Garner's also going to be a senior as well, I should say that. So they got a lot of impact players that are coming. I really like them and their chances. I got them there in that sixth spot. What's that reaction for? Why don't you tell me? I have Hayden a little bit higher. I mean, like I said, you, you talk about the weapons they are bringing back. You know, shout out to Coach Milliard, you know, for inside scoop. Oh, yeah, that's true. And like I said, they said those boys have been working. So I'm actually kind of curious to see what they bring to the table. So I have them a little bit higher. Not that much, but pretty high. Okay. All right. What's your number six? I already said my number six. I guess I'll move on to number five. Oh, you got Gregory School, right? That's true. The Gregory School. Actually, okay. what's the with you? What's your number five? My number five is El Capitan. And we already talked about them okay. a little bit, yeah. what they got coming back. But I do want to mention this. Some of their games that they had throughout the season, if you look at them in the beginning of the season compared to the ending of the season, they got better and better. They really improved. Games that stick out to me was a game against Mojave Accelerated at the very beginning, December 18th. They lost 74 to 58. And then you go back all the way down Tempe Prep. We mentioned 62 to 55. So those are two quality teams. And you see them competing way better against another team at the very end. So I'm really looking for them to improve and just, just keep competing. And I'm excited to see where they're at. I would not be shocked if El Capitan is higher than a five by the end of the season. Hmm. Wouldn't be shocked. I hashtag I agree. No, I like that. For my number five, I actually have to call. Also, hold on. Let me just say this. I saw this. My bad. They played Chin Lee too. They did. Chin Lee was tough last year. They weren't bad. People slept on Chin Lee, but I don't think we did. Yo, yeah, you did. I didn't. I slept on Chin Lee. I'm raising my hand, but, but yeah, I mean Chin Lee. I mean, they got smoked by Chin Lee, but still, the fact that they're playing them, I mean, that's pretty big. No, that says a lot. Um, so as I mentioned before, I for number five, I actually have Sequoia Charter. They were a two-way team last year, and now they're down in the one A. And in the two-way, they went 13-11. They were pretty like a, they're like a, they're barely above 500, but they were very competitive. They played teams like Highland Prep, but then they also played some one A teams. They played uh, you know Cicero Prep, Lincoln Prep, um, Desert Christian, oh not Desert Desert Heights. 
Um, they played Rancho. And so some of those teams that they did play, like the Ranchos and the Highlands, they did get killed. But when you look at the other teams that they did play against, like Cicero Prep and a, they handled their business against Cicero. Yeah, but then they also dropped on the Cicero mm-hmm. on December 6th. So, I mean, like I said, so Sequoia, I think moving to the 1A is probably the right move for them. I like them. They're kind of up and down. So, I, I think with them for me, and that's why I have them at number five, I do think they're going to make some noise in the 1A. But for me, they need to prove their consistency. They're pretty inconsistent. Like I said, they win some games and they lose some games. Like, mm. you just can't have that, especially as a program. So, I'm, I'm really kind of edging them. Hopefully, you know, they kind of get that together and, you know, make a pretty good push in the 1A. Yeah, so I've got Sequoia Charter at my four spot. So, I'll just move to the four spot. I really like them, and I think that what you said about who they are used to playing is going to factor in huge as they transition to the 1A. I think that they're going to come into the 1A being very confident. I think that they're going to come with some type of swagger. I mean, look at the top teams that they literally played in the 2A. Highland Prep, Rancho. I mean, you mentioned some of those, Trivium. Uh, Trivium, Santan Charter, Leading Edge. I mean, we're going to talk about them, but I'm just saying – I think that the competition that they're used to playing against is going to really affect them positive. So I got them at number four. I think that I agree with you. They could make some big noise. I think that them coming down into the one a could really shake some things out come playoff time. Cause these kids were young last year. They keep getting better and older and more, you know, experienced. I mean, who knows what they could do. And they only lost two seniors. So that's kind of important to note. And like I said, those two seniors, I mean, they don't really have their stats up. So we weren't able to really see what they were averaging and whatnot, but just from the film and everything like that, they're a pretty solid team. They, you know, they play hard. Like I said, my biggest thing is just consistency. I just want to see them a little bit, be, be a little bit more consistent. Like I said, like you win some big games that like you beat a Chandler prep you be a horizon honor or a Gilbert classical, but then you fall to some of the, like I said, but they did play Highland prep. The last time they played Highland prep, they barely lost by nine. Mm. So it kind of shows like that's a big, that's a big win or a big loss, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. They're show they're heading to the right direction. And I think I said, I think that one, a transition will be kind of not perfect for them, but I think it'll be good. And like you just said, like they'll make some noise in there for sure. So Mm. I'm actually very curious to see what kind of what happens. Sure. So my number four is Hayden. Oh, okay. So you got them a couple higher than me. And the only reason why, you know, like I said, shout out to Coach Milliard and whatnot. And like you said, just kind of giving me the inside scoop on these kids and the work they've been putting in. And obviously, you know, you can take that with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Like, who mm. knows what they've actually been doing? But I believe them. And I feel like these kids have gotten better. I seen them at a camp when they were at the Western New Mexico camp in Tucson. I drove all the way down to Tucson. What a drive. Slight flex. Slight flex. I, I like Hayden. Like I said, I think they had a pretty solid team last year. They were really making some noise in the one. eight. I know they dropped some games, but still like, I don't know. There's something about them that I'm just kind of like, okay, like this team can actually make a really big jump. Like I said, they beat a Mogollon. They beat the Duncan. They, you know, they say there's a huge win against Mogollon. Yeah. And like I said, they lost to Tempe prep in January and stuff like that. You know, they're beating a Fort Thomas and whatnot. Lincoln prep did get the better of them though. So that's kind of not funny, but it's kind of interesting to say. But like I said, if you look at their last two losses, they lost to Cicero and Desert Christian. Bro, I think Desert Christian, like that game, I think that's the crazy one that ended in like, uh, yeah. like at the buzzer, like it with the lob players. It, it was a playoff game. And so, but yeah, like I said, you look at the teams they beat, like a Salmon Well, a Ray, and some of these other schools and stuff like that. But then you look at the teams they lost to, and it's not a knock on the teams they lost to. It's just mm. like, what the kids that you have and the talent that you have, like you got to like get through those games and you have to find a way to win. Hmm. And so I'm not going to say inconsistency. Cause I think for the most part, like, you know, they did their part, they went 14 and seven. So, I mean, like it is what it is at that point, you know, they're above 500 barely. 
Right. So I don't know, but I do like Hayden. I think this year with their returners and everything, whatnot. So I think they'll make some noise in the one A for sure. That number four spot, I think it's gonna stay there for the season. Though I don't think I think they'll kind of fluctuate between three and four. Hmm. Okay. Okay, let's get to three. My three spot, I got Mogion. And I, I really love Mogion. Obviously, we know why I'm so excited about Mogion, and that's because of Kyson Owens. The the rising junior ended averaging about 22 points per game, five rebounds, five assists per game. There you go. Is that good enough for you? I like that. That's pretty good. Huh? Like as, that. as a sophomore? That's pretty good. That's really good. I'll take that. You'll take that, right? Five points a, or five assists a game. Uh, three steals per game. I mean, come on. The kid is, is filling up the stat sheet. I'm really excited for them. We know that they barely lost to, I think it was Mojave Accelerated, right? To go in the final four to get to the championship game. I really like how they play. They play with like a lot of grit. They're just tough kids. They kind of remind me of like a Thatcher sort of, you know, like that, that's just kind of whenever I watch them play, that's how I picture them, which is very, that's very high praise. Thatcher is one of the top teams end the three a year in and year out here's my biggest concern for mogion moving forward though is rebounding they graduated the two other owens brothers or they might be cousins and i think they're either brothers or cousins but they graduated um t owens and b owens and um if you don't know this t owens number five he was averaging 15 rebounds a game and then b owens was averaging six rebounds per game so you're losing about you know 20 rebounds a game right there so i'm looking for someone to really step in and fill that rebounding role and just be kind of a presence inside i think they're going to need that but looking at how kyson owens really gets his teammates involved and how, how much of a threat he is i, I love mogion i love how they're coached i love their grit i see them really being a really good three spot here going into the preseason so I'm pretty sure at this point, I think we can both agree. And I don't want to kind of rush this back and both. I think we can both agree like who our number one is. And my three is probably your two. So for three, I have St. David and you're going to call me crazy because I know what St. David is bringing back. They're bringing back literally everybody, <laughs> literally, literally, literally everybody. They went on a tear last year and I get that. Sure. Do you want me to remind you what their record was? Sure. Bring it back. So they ended with a nine and oh in their section. Cool story. Okay. And then overall they were 24 and four. It's pretty tough. Yeah, that's that's not bad. It's Oof. like five assists as a sophomore. It's not, not bad. You not, take it. Not too shabby, right? <laughs> I don't I mean there's not really a no big reason why I have St. David. You're I'm just going with your gut right now. I can feel I'm, you. I'm I, I going, can see it. I'm just going with my gut. And I just for whatever reason, the team that they lost to at the end, which was leading it and leading edge is no punk. No. I should mention that. They are no punk. But I mean I have Mogi on that too. And because of Kaisen Owens, and I like how their team fought so hard. And even though they lost to Malk in a very close and crucial game, I feel like they'll bounce back. They're going to be back better than ever. I think their coach is going to have a better game plan for them this season, how they're actually going to work through Kaisen Owens. And like I said, St. David is going to do the same thing. I mean, they went 24 and four. I think the only thing you probably need to change at that point is because they lost to the, they lost the leading edge by five points, 68 to 63. So, I mean, and their, their last loss before that was December 21st, and they lost to Thatcher. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm kind of having second thoughts, but I'm going to go ahead and stick with it because – You got second thoughts, man. No, nah, I like Mogi. I'm going to stick with Mogi. I'm going to okay. ride with them. All right. So, here's the other thing, okay, because my number two is St. David because you just gave your number three, right? Yeah. My number two is St. David. 
Here's the thing. St. David does lose somebody. They lose Goodman, who was a huge piece. He averaged, you know, 16 points a game, five rebounds, two assi- three assists, two steals. I mean, he, he was a big piece. The but they, Richardson. Yeah, the right. The Richardsons. No, the Richardsons are still coming back. Yeah, that's what I'm Richardson is still coming back. Both. There's two Richardsons. Oh, there are two, huh? I thought that was like a typo where they put two. I thought same. it was two, but no, one average 17 and one average nine. And that's why I'm saying I'm a little bit of second thoughts, but guys, I'm going to rock with Mogi on at number two. That's good. No, I like it. You go, Let's go. You're going with your gut. And for those, you can't see Reyes right now, but it's really evident. He's conflicted, but there's just sometimes when you're doing a top 10, there's just something in you that you're like, I don't know. I think this team is going to pull it out as a number two. So the only reason why is because Mogion was a game away from the dance. Mm. That's my only thing. Yeah. No, and, I, feel and I truly feel like they can get back there again. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying St. David can't, but St. David hasn't gone through the fire like Mogion or Mal or the Tempe or anybody like that yet. Mm. Sure. They won some big games, but when it came down to it, Mogion was there in that final four. I'm looking for St. David to come back and just be on a tear. I mean, I think they're going to have just as good of a season as they did last season. And I think they're going to just be legitimately a contender to take it all in the conference. So I'm really looking forward to them and seeing how they're competing. And we both agree on a number one spot, right? I agree. Yeah. I think our number one is both. I think both of us are having North Valley. Yeah. And I think all of our listeners would probably agree with that one too. I think right now, I've talked to to a number of coaches. They're kind of like the clear favorite right now in the 1A. Yeah, and like I said, we can kind of go in a little bit, but I saw them at Section 7. I saw them a little bit over the summer and stuff like that. They do have their size. They have some pretty good card play. Um, they can shoot the ball pretty well, and like I said, their coach is a pretty good uh, job putting them in the right position offensively. Pretty good job. I mean, he's a, he's a legitimate coach. He gets after it. It's some good stuff. So, I mean, like I said, I, even though North Valley looks like a clear favorite, I think we cannot forget, like I said, you have the Mogi on the same day that even like the Gregory School and even some of our dark horses. Salom. Salom. <laughs> we have teams knocking on the door. It's just who's going to come through right. when that door opens. Who's going to make the door open? You think someone's going to kick it down? <laughs> I don't think so. No, but I do agree with what you're saying, though, that we do have a clear favorite North Valley Christian. They've got the size, they've got the talent, they've got the experience, you know, they got the coaching, they have everything, but there are a lot of teams that are also just kind of right on the cusp of being there. So I agree with you at the end of the season. Would I be super surprised if we saw somebody else as a conference champion other than North Valley? No, I wouldn't be like, you know, it, depending on how a lot of these young kids progress, it's going to be a pretty big dog fight. So I really like that. So, hey, we agree on number one. So that's good. I think we had three total similarities. Yeah. But, but they're pretty close. They're not far off. I don't think it was pretty far off. I like our one I list. I think it was pretty accurate. Like I said, obviously, you know, it just depends on who you are and where you feel about some of these teams. You can flip flop them either or in spots. Sure. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I think the one A is up for grabs, man. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like conflicted. And it's not like that with every conference, which we'll talk about. You it's know? not. It's not like that with every. Co- uh, well, we'll we'll get we'll get with that. We'll, we'll get into it. I didn't think about good. it for a second, but no, yeah, I agree with you. Hashtag I agree. <laughs> hey, well, we really want from you guys as our as our listeners or as Ray says, as our small ball army. If we miss something, if there's a team that you're like, bro, how are you not having this team in the top ten? Let us know. Call us on it because we want to know if there's a team that we should be following or shouldn't be following. So we want you guys to to write into the show. Let us know what you think. Stay tuned because this Wednesday we're releasing our top 10 for the two ages to really give you a well-rounded picture of the small ball scene. Where you got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? 
go to our website, hit the hotline. We are still selling merch. So please go get some merch like that. Support the army. Uh, like I said, we're only really growing and stuff like that. Hopefully that when we're able to check out some games, stuff like that, we see you guys there. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Arizona small ball podcast. Be on the lookout for our next episode that is coming on Wednesday. We'll catch you next time.